love those kids. Good job, you guys, that all of your kids love their family. That's pretty cool. So something you might not know about me is that I love to journal. I journal in the mornings during my quiet time with Jesus, and my journals are normally just blank pages that I fill up with random things. But during one of my boring COVID lockdown days, I was on Amazon, who wasn't on Amazon, and this journal popped up in my feed, and I thought, that looks interesting. Let's check that out. So I put it on my Amazon wish list, and a friend picked it up for me. And then I opened the journal, and it had series of lines, so you're supposed to think of three things every day that you are thankful for. And I thought to myself, seriously, three things every day? That's tough. So it seemed like a lot to me, but I decided to give it a try. We are in our second week of our series, Wired for Gratitude. Today we're going to talk about gratitude as an emotion and an action. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you for creating us to be wired for gratitude, for giving us the ability to appreciate all that you have given to us and have done for us. Help us to draw nearer to you in our time together this morning as we discover what it looks like to be wired for gratitude. Amen. So we're going to be in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 12 to 18. says, Now we ask you, brothers and sisters, to acknowledge those who work hard among you, who care for you in the Lord, and who admonish you. Hold them in the highest regard in love because of their work. Live in peace with each other, and we urge you, brothers and sisters, warn those who are idle and disruptive, encourage the disheartened, help the weak, be patient with everyone. Make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong, but always strive to do what is good for each other and for everyone else. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So this part of First Thessalonians comes at the end of the letter that Paul is writing to the Christians in Thessalonica. And he's reminding them what it looks like to live as a follower of Jesus. And I love how the NIV translation puts verses 16 to 18 in kind of a summary form of what Paul really wants the people to remember. Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances. Now these are things that I can remember pretty easily because there's only three of them. But doing them is a little harder. And I think that's because when I think of rejoicing always or giving thanks in all circumstances, I think of them in conjunction with feelings. I can rejoice and give thanks when life is good, when life is going great because I feel good. My kids are getting good grades, my marriage is going well, my friends are still friendly to me, and the Packers win Thursday night football. But what about the times when things are going bad? How am I supposed to feel grateful when my dad finds out he has cancer and three months to live, or my mom goes into hospice because her health is failing rapidly? Rejoice and be grateful? That seems odd, and it is odd. It's odd because we think of gratitude as just an emotion, but gratitude is more than just an emotion. It is also something that can be chosen and cultivated, an outlook toward life that manifests itself in action. 
Gratitude isn't just a feeling, it's what we do. So how do we move from feeling grateful to the action of actually being grateful? The first task is to be aware of our blessings. Brother David Steindl Rast, a Benedictine monk noted for a lifetime of gratitude practice, has observed 99% of the time we have an opportunity to be grateful for something. We just don't notice it. We go through our days in a daze. We're living, on, <coughs> we're living our lives on autopilot. Excuse me. Um, we're going about our daily lives without taking a moment to stop and be grateful for the moment. And I think it's just because we aren't in the habit of being grateful. In her book, Grateful, Diana Butler Bass notes that we need cues to initiate routines of gratitude. We're already cued into habits of frustration, <clears throat> like when somebody cuts you off on the freeway. We're immediately cued to react in anger or frustration. The next step is to set up cues to remind us to look for blessings at particular times and in particular places. It all, t all it takes is a little practice. So most of us are familiar with ways which we can express gratitude. Many of us learn the common courtesy of saying thank you to someone who holds a door for you or thanking our server in a restaurant, maybe saying thank you when someone does something nice to you. These small acts make life better and connect us to others. Doing them often can create in us a good habit, a natural and normal way of engaging in the world. Diana Butler Bass writes, <clears throat> to choose gratitude is not an act of dogged determination. To choose gratitude is to hear an inner urging toward thanks, to be aware of the grace in life, and to respond. It's what Paul was reminding the Christians in Thessalonica, to form a habit by being people who rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances. When we do these things enough, it becomes second nature to us. It becomes an outlook toward life that manifests itself in actions. Lisa once spoke to us about building new habits and that you can do that by adding something that you want to make a habit onto something that you're already doing that is a habit. So when COVID took up residence in our country back in March, I took notice of the sirens in our city. I think it's because I imagined that every single siren was responding to some COVID call. So I began to pray when I heard a siren. I prayed for the first responders that they would be safe in the call, and I prayed for the people who were in need of their services. Well, when we were planning this sermon series, I decided to take a moment to be grateful for the first responders, in addition to praying for them. Being grateful was an easy add-on since I had already gotten into the habit of praying for them. Think about the add-on that took place back in the 1970s during Saturday morning cartoons. Here I am minding my own business, watching the Flintstones, when along comes this short little clip called Schoolhouse Rock. By adding these little clips to something I was already doing, watching the Flintstones, I learned that three is the magic number. And the function of a conjunction is to hook up words and phrases and clauses. Now you're all going to have those stuck in your head. You're welcome. Um, another way that I've found to practice gratitude is to look back over things that have happened in my life, especially the not-so-fun things. 
and to look for something that I can be grateful for those in, for in those circumstances. Shortly after I graduated high school, in a year that shall not be named, my dad was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. For three months, my mom, brother, sister, and I watched as he deteriorated rapidly. I was already an angry teenager, and now I had lost the one parent that I had been the closest to, and it stunk. But now I can look back at that time and see a multitude of things that I can be grateful for. I'm grateful that I had graduated school, and so I could hang out my, with my dad anytime I wanted. I'm grateful that I was able to advocate for him in the hospital when my mom was at work. And I'm grateful that we were able to enjoy one final in-person Packer game together. At the end of the summer, our family made the tough decision to have our kids go all virtual for school. I hated having to make that decision. I had a hard time finding anything to be grateful for in that situation. But my husband and I felt like it was the right thing to do. But now a few months into the school year, I am grateful that my husband and I have work situations that allow us to be home when necessary. My kids can come with me on the days I'm working here at church, and so they have a different uh, change of scenery, and they get to spend extra time with our awesome youth pastor, Erica. And I'm grateful for the teachers at the middle school who are taking their prep periods to facilitate online learning for our kids. I'm grateful for the school counselors who call periodically just to check and see how things are going. Now, Paul isn't telling the people to be th thankful for all circumstances. He's saying to be thankful in all circumstances. And what I've noticed is that in looking over past events and finding the things to be grateful for in those times, it reshapes the way that I think about those, those situations. It takes me from a posture of sadness and um, anger at a life lost so young to a posture of gratitude for the time that I did have with my dad while he was here. It takes me from an attitude of fear and anxiety that I have screwed up my child's entire education for this year to an attitude of peace and contentment that this was the right decision for our family. Looking back on those things that were hard for me and then looking for things I can be grateful in those situations has made it easier for me to be grateful in my current circumstances. And I find that the more that I practice it, the better I'm getting at it. It's becoming a way of life for me, something that I really want to do and put first in all that I do. I love this quote from research professor Brene Brown says, I don't have to chase extraordinary moments to find happiness. It's right in front of me if I'm paying attention and practicing gratitude. So this journal has helped me to do that by taking a few moments out of my morning to just sit and be still and ask Jesus to remind me of the blessings, the things I can be grateful for, helps me to then take that with me and look for ways to be grateful throughout the day. So I thought we would take a moment this morning to just be silent and to just ask Jesus to bring a situation to mind. Maybe it's something you're going through now. Maybe it's something you went through in the past. And ask him to show us what we can be thankful for in that situation. All right. So Jesus, we welcome you here this morning. Come Holy Spirit. Open our eyes and hearts to what you have to say to us this morning.
Jesus, thank you for showing us ways in which we can practice gratitude in our lives. I pray that as we go about our days, we would be in tune with what you are doing and that we would be able to find ways to rejoice always, pray continually, and give thanks in all circumstances. Amen.